This is a disclaimer to notify our listeners that today's episode is going to be about behind our eyes and there will definitely be spoilers. If you don't want to know anything about this series, we strongly recommend to not listen to this episode. Or press pause and resume once you're done. Hey, you're listening to Real Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Muna. And I'm your host, Clifford. Let's get into it. Hey, Cliff, how's it going? I'm good, Muna. How are you? I am doing very well. It's season two, episode one of Real Talk Podcast. Yeah, new season, new topics, but what's on today's agenda? Well, the main topic of discussion is the Netflix series Behind Her Eyes. Um, Have you viewed it, Muna? What do you think? Damn, yeah. (laughs) This is a a mad one. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm... I'm like gobsmacked, like I'm baffled, like I'm disappointed, I'm annoyed, um, I'm upset. All of these emotions are like going through at the moment. And the sad thing is I watched it in one sitting like on a weekend, but it was just so intense and a lot was happening as the episodes went on. Yeah. But definitely like I really do feel that there's going to be a second season. I, I don't know why there was like, they didn't leave that much at the very end, but it was just like a, a glimpse of hope that there could potentially be a season two. And if there is like, I, I cannot wait. But um, overall, I thought it was perfectly written. Um, I know it was adapted via book, but um, the way it was structured, uh, the characters that they had, um, the actual actors that they uh, casted for it, I think did magnificently well. Overall, it, it was, I enjoyed it. It's just the end really pissed me off, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> yeah, I thought this series was great. So just to set a bit of background, um, behind her eyes follows Louise, a single mom of a son and a part-time job in a psychiatric's office. Um, she begins an affair with her boss and strikes up an unlikely friendship with his wife. So that's just the, the, that's just the nucleus of the show. But there's a lot of different characters that come in and out of the show that you'll become familiar with. And um, there's a lot going on. So it's like a UK-based... Or a London, it's a London-focused um, show, basically. All the characters live in central London. Um, in Islington, specifically, in the N1 postcode, is where um, David has just moved. He's new to the area with his wife, Adele. And um, David happens to bump into um, Louise in a um, bar. And then they strike up a conversation. There's chemistry there. And in the first episode, they share a kiss. And it all starts from there, yeah. (laughs) So um, Louise's character is played by Simona Brown. Um, The character of Adele is played by Eve Hewson. The character of David is played by Tom Bateman. And the character of Rob is played by Robert Arameo. And those are the main sort of core characters to this cast and show. Um, Muna, who was your favourite character and why? So at at the very beginning, um, I liked Rob. And I think the reason why I kind of took more into his character was the fact that he was just honest um, about the situation that he's in. Obviously, you can tell there was like a lot of affection towards Adele, but he, he just seemed like a really honest guy and 
he was actually quite entertaining as well for the time that they were at rehab anyway. So it was just like to brighten up her day. And it also kind of helped him as the days went on where they formed what you would have thought to have been a really lovely friendship. Um, as the episodes continued, the more I've got to understand the characters, I would say I I felt sorry for David because of the situation that he's in, even though he could have controlled it. Like, and what I, what I mean by controlled, as in he had opportunities to, to leave that marriage. But the reason being as to why he couldn't was because of what happened at Fairdale. So... He's obviously like, it's a catch 22 because as much as the guy wants to leave, he can't because he knows a secret that no one else knows. But it's just like, you can just go and worse come to worse. If, you know, if they find out, they find out you, you, you were innocent. You're an innocent party, right? Louise? Innocent party. Talk some more on that story and what happened at Fairdale. Okay. So <laughs> I swear this series is just, it's the gift that keeps on coming, right? So um, in Fairdale, what happened was there was an incident where um, Rob was murdered because it, it is a murder. And um, Adele threw him in. Um, what's, that, what's that thing called? What are they? Uh... It looked like a deep well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it reminded me of at one point, right? You know, when you watch Get Out and he's kind of sucked into. Mm-hmm. I Honestly, when I saw it just when I saw that well go deeper and deeper I, I kept reflecting back to that get out scene because it's mm-hmm. pitch black and he's literally in a hole right he's in his force it was mad man yeah so Rob is in the well um and Adele was freaking out because she's in the forest obviously she called David and told David a situation look this is what happened as I you know threw him in there your watch also dropped so technically if she did go to the police it would it would be deemed as in he did it because of the fact that there's evidence there his watch so um she did mention that to rob ironically that the only reason that she is wearing his watch is because he's had grim um skin grafting from the fire so he can never wear watches so and if forensic were to rescue that watch and check it for fingerprints and um, DNA. All they would find is Adele's DNA and fingerprints because she's. But you know what? He 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 probably may have kind of held that watch at some point. We never saw it in any of the scenes. We've only been told what she's said, right? And it's only one of his arms that's been kind of skin grafted. Not not the what is it? His left. So that's what I'm saying. If if we were to kind of really get into it, I think she would have found a way to kind of frame it on him. So obviously then that then became their secret at Felder. No one knows other than themselves, uh, which then leaves the whole kind of conclusion as to why he cannot leave her because of this big secret. So uh, in terms of his character, I do, I do emphasize for the guy because he did at the beginning, he did love her. He genuinely loved her. Right. And you can tell at the very early stages of their relationship, how, how they were together. And then I guess, as time went on, he saw her true character. Well, we say true character. We find out at the very end who that true character is. Exactly. So um, it's just mad. Like, I'm, I'm trying to envision and remember every character that, that played a really significant part in my head. 
but you know when it's just all like muddled up because of how because of how they left it at the last episode which um kudos to the directors production producers everyone involved i think the way that was handled and the way it was captured was amazing because it literally did throw me off guard mm-hmm. um, what about you though what like who who were your like favorite characters or characters that you felt you know um I actually enjoy watching them and yeah, watching um, the main characters. So um, obviously Louise's character was very, very interesting because it's just like, you know what you're doing is sort of wrong, but you still are going back to this um, toxic situation because you know this man is married, but because you, you're not seeing any single men who are holding your attention. Uh, you're now besotted with this man who then ironically is your boss Mad. Spoiler <laughs> <laughs> but she, she had a fucking attitude as well right you know she <laughs> is married you know he is married and you continue to see him and then you randomly after the school run end up bumping into his wife who you know is his wife because you've seen the pictures in the office right like you know what yeah it's okay. We're going to become best friends, yeah? Because that's what you're doing. And avoid in the story, but not in the, uh, uh, avoiding each character's sort of um, storyline that left some kind of loneliness. So you could see how, again, with Adele's character, who we think is Adele at the time, being new to the area and having no friends because she's like this um, housewife who's highly medicated by her controlling husband, they have this unlikely friendship that seems to work. So I like the dynamic that's explored there. But Louise knows that Adele is being cheated on by her husband and she's the cause of further pain. But she decided to write it out because she likes her friendship status with Adele, which is weird, but um, I'm not too sure how... uh... Louise's friend, did she not mention, though, to her that she felt sorry for her, which is why she continued on with that friendship? Because she genuinely feels like she can tell she's lonely, she has no one, she's new to the area, and even though she knows what she's doing is wrong, she still wants to be there for her as a friend. So, I mean, she knows what she's doing, she knows the action she's doing is wrong, and yet she's still encouraging her like she's encouraging herself to continue being that friend little does she know little does she know like she should have minded her business yeah because facts <laughs> she's now gone to learn from adele how to get over her night terrors because louise suffers from yeah people. they're like bad dreams night terrors yeah, yeah night terrors, coupled with um sleepwalking and um her boss is a psychiatrist and she's sleeping with her boss, but she doesn't ask him for help about her night terrors. Instead, she goes to his wife. Yeah? Do you know who's what? It's, not, it's probably who's because not she... trained, who's <laughs> not trained in anything. Yeah? That's a bit of a madness. But yeah. she had had her own mental traumas and she says she sees something in her and she can help. And she uses Rob's theory through his book from his time at this mental asylum where they became friends um so with this notebook louise then learns how to control her night terrors which at one point almost killed her because she sleepwalked out onto her open balcony on like the fourth floor of her apartment and is only woken up when she basically her arm scratches 
the uh, the door, right? The balcony door. Yeah. The balcony door or a sharp bit of um, brickwork, and then she actually bleeds from that and then has a little mini breakdown where she realizes that her night terrors are out of control. So she learns how to basically control her night terrors, which then evolves into some science fiction style astrophysicism, which we then later learn that um, Adele also learned this method of astrophysicism, which from Rob, and that allowed them to switch bodies. And um, Rob enjoyed his body transformation so much that he didn't want to go back into his own body. Hence the reason why the character of Rob dies, basically, physically. Yeah. The body of um, Rob has like, decomposed at the bottom of this well in the forest, like a dry well in the forest. And it's actually him leaving his body at, as a previous host and then um, basically um, inheriting Adele's body, Adele who is with um, David. So from that point, David's kind of seen a change in Adele, but he's still with her. He doesn't yeah. know what quite changed, but he's still concerned. And as a medical doctor, he still wants to look after her, even though he feels that something has changed in her. Um, he thinks it could possibly be that um, Adele has murdered um, Rob and that's the cause of it but unbeknown to him there's an astrophysicism shift Rob lives in Adele's body so it makes sense that when they move to London so that he can pursue this new career uh, Rob's drinking at the bar because I think he just is not connecting to Adele any longer and that's when he meets Louise who is basically everything she is not and embarks on their relationship with her. But then that is all convoluted because now Louise is friends with Adele. And then it comes to be known that Adele knows the whole time through her um, astrophysicism, because she can be in other places outside of her body, that they're sleeping together, but she still continues to be friends with Louise. Yeah, she still acts oblivious to it, like as an Adele that is, because she's obviously not gonna tell her, oh yeah, I know that you're sleeping with my, my husband. But it's the fact that Louise knows this, knows that she's his wife, and yet she's still kind of pursuing whatever she wants with David and holding this friendship with Adele because initially she felt sorry for her. And then she realized that they actually do have a lot of things in common in terms of, you know, night terrors and and all of that jazz. But what kind of puzzle There's a super, super, super late reveal. You could probably even still watch it if you are interested. Uh, there's a super, super, super late reveal in terms of the astrophysicism and how they're switching bodies. But Rob then decides to um, shift into, um, into Louise's body. Because yeah, Louise is so advanced and cannot mind her own business and <laughs> sees that um, Adele, who is actually Rob, is um, taking heroin at home and is in some kind of like out of body state. So she goes to try and rescue Rob from a house fire, but then neglects her own body to escape on the doorstep of a house that's burning to then try to attempt to wake Rob up 
who's in Adele's body. Remember? Do you know, I think the reason as to why Louise did that was because she felt like if she had, you know, like her energy, if it's in the room, then Rob slash Adele would sense it and then wake up kind of thing. I mean, no one knew at that point what was going to happen. But didn't you find it like just kind of going back a bit? Did you not find it odd when, um, when Adele had given Louise Rob's book, Journal, towards the uh, very end, there were a few pages missing? Yeah, they were ripped out. And I was just like, okay, that's dodge. And, and another thing that I picked up as well was um, back in Fairdale, when Rob came to visit Adele and David, obviously Adele noticed that Rob had like a, a stash of like uh, needles uh, and the heroin that he has and the spoon and so forth, right? And she presented him with this box in terms of where he can actually place his stuff. And then... Who presented who with the box? Adele presented that to Rob as in, look, you can kind of store it in this in this kind of container, this, this box that I have for you. It was like a wooden, really nice kind of box. Yeah. And then I clocked, I was just like, because they do a lot of flashbacks in it, so that j- just to allow the viewers uh, to kind of understand the, the story a bit better. And I was like, oh shit, that's Rob's. And I think it, it kind of slowly clocked on. I was like, hold on. You've got Rob's journal, you've got Rob's stash, and you're doing heroin yourself. I was like, something's not right. And I think uh, it kind of solidified it when um, we came across the scene when they're both in separate beds, uh, when Adele is showing Rob the actual experience of the astro, yeah, astrophysics in terms of allowing your energy soul to kind of come out and wander about. So I think it was like, when I saw that, and try to kind of pin all these little clues because essentially that's what they are in the in the whole series. There's clues, and you have to you have to be like a little investigator here. And then at the very end, I think yeah, I, it kind of came to notion that I knew all right, it's definitely not Adele. There's obviously it it has to be him. Like who else can it be? But I think even though I kind of summarized it in my head, it was still shocking to see on screen mm-hmm. like that it it was him and. I just, he didn't have to do that to Louise, bruv. That's what pissed me off. Why couldn't she mind her own damn business? <laughs> Why couldn't she just keep it as a one night stand and keep it moving, bruv? Not that I condone one night stands, I don't, but in, it's the fact that she has a son, right? And even in the car, did you see, like, okay, back from that, Louise was really cold uh, with her ex-husband, Ian, right? So when when she goes to pick him up, like, he knew there was a shift in terms of her tone because uh, a day prior to that, she was fine, right? When she went and dropped off Adam. So what what can happen in that space of time? But obviously, because of the incidents of... um, Adele and David's home being set on fire, so he just thought it was because of that. As in like the shift, her tone, the the way she kind of presented herself. But it just, there were like little things that were slightly odd as well. Because even Adam looked a bit, you know, weirded by it when she said, come on, son. And I think that's that's not the kind of relationship that they have. And you, you kind of witness that at the very beginning in terms of how they are. Mm-hmm. And also another point that I kind of noticed as well during the end scene is when they're both in the car with David and they're dri- well, they're just driving in what is it, countryside or whatever. And David poses the question, um, where should we go on our honeymoon kind of thing? So this is when, you know, Louise and David has newly married. And she mentioned something about being, you know, going to the Caribbean or I think she yeah, she mentions the Caribbean. 
boats, right? And Adam was like, but you don't like boats, mum. The way, you know, I felt, I felt Rob, yeah. As soon as he turned around and looked at Adam, that's when I knew I was just like, oh, it's not going to be good for this boy. It's not going to be good for this child. But I, I really do hope that they decide to bring out another season because this, this has been going mad on Twitter. Also, we recently were just on Clubhouse and we saw a flipping room about it. So right. this is definitely one of, you know, one of the mo- most anticipated series that I don't even think they realized the reception it would have received. And the fact that it's just gone crazy, like you told me about it and my cousin told me about it and a few other people were like really encouraging me to watch it. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, how, how can I watch it in one day? Tell me that. You can. That's <laughs> episodes right six episodes 50 minutes long i would recommend those that want to watch it watch it on a weekend because you can binge it in one day but um Mm -hmm. if you if you want to kind of do it daily so that you have something to look forward to every day even better or if you've got some annual leave left and you're not going anywhere on holiday and you're sad enough to want to spend it on watching netflix go ahead and do that or if you're not feeling well and you're sick and you've called in sick, then you could also watch some Netflix as well. And but do you know what it is as well? There's certain series that just entice you to watch the next episode. It's like you can't help it. It's like... If you like books when they're page turners, this is the equivalent about a Netflix. It's just like next episode, next episode, next episode. Exactly. And, and before you know it, you finish the series. Like, that's literally how I, how I felt. And I was like, okay, this is definitely a good series. But I just want to know what happens to Adam. I think that's th- that was my main concern at the very end. I mean, of course, I felt sorry for Louise in terms of how how it kind of ended for her. But then again, she, you know, her, her soul, her energy, it could be in the air or whatever. Who knows? Like they, they, they have to find a way to bring to bring to bring her back. Probably in another, obviously it will be in another body, it wouldn't be her own. But I feel for Adam more than anything because it's an innocent child. And you know, Rob, I think at one point... <laughs> He's probably going to end up just going to live with his dad, so it's not yeah, going to be a thing. Yeah, it could be that as well. I was, actually, I was actually thinking that, that he could just leave him with his dad. But then won't that be... Um, It'll be quite interesting to see because won't David query that? He'll be like, are you sure? I just... Oh, yeah, no, because in, um, in Louise's um, early daydreams when Louise had her own body, <laughs> she <laughs> um David as being the guy on the barbecue, right? Yes. So, and then even how does that, how does that then work in terms of the workplace dynamic as well? Is she going to go back to her old job or... Are they gonna get married, and then he's she's gonna be the official doctor's wife? Like, how's it gonna? Work I think out? he would open up a practice if there, was, if there was to be another series. Just hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically, I think you know they they. Um... Why would he open a new practice when he's got this amazing practice that he's at now? We're just probably because he, he he doesn't he doesn't want to be back in the same area as to what happened. So if they want to start fresh, go to a new town. Maybe if he has savings, because he is, he's got, he's got her money, right? He's got Adele's money. So he could technically open up his own psychiatrist, like, clinic. We moved to a new town. Is it because it Did you not? No. I'll do up that house that burnt down and live there. Are you mad for it to be a daily reminder? I don't think Rob would care. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, hypothetically... If they if if they did the storyline like that, he'll be more inclined to maybe meet another person. Like it will be like history repeated itself. But in New York, 
Can you imagine? Oh, snap. But overall, if you had to rate it, because I know like how Netflix, their algorithms in terms of what they suggest, um, for me, it came up as 98%, which was actually, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised by it because I do, I do watch a lot of dramas, a lot of documentaries, a lot of psychological and like, not necessarily horror, but like thriller and stuff that's engaging to the mind. So the fact that it kind of equated it to, okay, this is 98% something that we know you're definitely going to enjoy. And it's true. I definitely did enjoy it. Do you do you know what Netflix kind of a state of the percentage would be in terms of your kind of library and what you um, No, I'm not quite sure, but I knew it was already there in terms of not having to search for it. So it's probably in my um, recommended list, but I just clicked on it and watched it because... Yeah, I wanted to. Okay. A few people had, been, had mentioned it in Boston. I was like, you know what, let me just jump into this and get get involved and see what it's about. And I loved it. Read, like, initially, I wasn't taken by the trailer. And I think the more you discussed it and other people, like in my circle, I thought, okay, cool. This, this is something that a lot of people are talking about. I should probably give it a go. And uh, I, I'm really glad that I did. It's just, there's certain series that just annoy mm. me. And I, I, I don't like that. But I guess that it means it's a good cliffhanger, right? If I had to rate it out of five, I would give it 4.5. I thought it was good. I'll give it more or less sustain. Um, I didn't watch the trailer for it. I just saw it, clicked on the title and watched it. Nine times out of ten, I don't really like watching trailers, even for films. Okay. I like to enjoy it all fresh because I don't want to see any elements like given away early. That's surprising that it didn't kind of automatically play the trailer. That's what happens with when I when I view Netflix, like it automatically plays it. And I'm like, mm, I'm not keen on it just yet. Like it was there as a recommended. And I, I actually went out of my way and added it to my list. I thought, OK, I'll get to it at some point. But because of the buzz around it on Insta, on Twitter and just word of mouth, I thought, let me just watch it. Yeah, I think I might going forward. It's just a limit the amount of trailers that I watch because it does take the concept of the film, which is essentially what it's meant to do is for it's a marketing strategy. And it's just to allow kind of viewers to kind of see the most, you know, cool scenes or interesting segment in the film. But I feel like sometimes it can be a hit and miss. You either really enjoy it and you go ahead and watch it or you cut, you're a bit uninterested and the attention is, you know, your attention is not there. And I think with a few series that I've come across the trailers haven't been as gripping but then when I go to watch it later on I actually realize no this is a good series I'm, I'm actually enjoying it I'll give you an example um Mindhunter I wasn't impressed with the trailer but as I thought you know what let me give it a go because again it was word of mouth uh, I believe my cousin had told me about this so uh, I watched the first episode of the first season and I think it was like maybe the second or third episode I was like proper into it because there, there, there was a lot of information that it just provided within those first episodes so it was it was a lot to take in but overall like I thoroughly enjoyed it it's two seasons it's um, a season about serial killers and like the psychology in regards to why they do the actions that they do so again, it's, it's a psychological drama, but it's more in depth of kind of being inside a serial killer's mind. It was interesting. But yeah, for, so I was just, that was just an example in terms of like trailers, like it's, it's a hit and miss, but it's meant to do what it's meant to do, right? It's, it's meant to encourage you to watch it. Anything, anything else that's popped up on your list that you're 
going to watch? No, I think there was something on Netflix called Cheat. And I watched it. It's only about four or five episodes. And I just remember getting to, like, the fifth episode and, like, it was finished. And I was like, where's the rest? I was just like, oh, okay, so that's okay. it. So much to a point that I think the next day I went to sleep and woke up and went to Netflix to watch the next episode. And I was like, oh, it's already finished. I've actually completed it. There's nothing else to watch. But that was quite good. Again, it's a sort of, um, again, a psychological drama that follows a student at a university. Yes, yes, I remember it. Yeah, it's coming back to me. <laughs> comes for money and then her lecturer accuses her of plagiarism on one of her yep. essays. Yep. And she's like, if you think I plagiarized, then come at me and say I plagiarized. Prove it, innit? <laughs> Prove it, basically. And then off the back of that, that teacher then runs to the like, admissions office to edit her um final grade to a fail and based on the actions that her uh, teacher has taken to give give her a fail mark she then exacts revenge on her mad yeah i don't want to ruin the plot but they're more similar and alike than they think and this venomous kind of revenge streak does not die down no it really doesn't you know people are out to get you if you do them wrong like and it's evident with certain stories that you say. So there's a saying that goes, you can't get someone mad and tell them how mad to, they can get in response. Yeah, I think that would be the worst, right? <laughs> the thing is actually, you can't piss someone off and tell a motherfucker how mad they can get. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> For real. They will come to knock your head off your shoulders. And it's right. like, if you do that to them, then... You have but to you know what? Them. Sometimes they get like, you know... People get a kick out of it. So they, they want to see how far they can push you. Definitely. But then once you're pushed, you see red, right? Like Blackout. Yeah, that's it. Like, yeah. And next thing you know, they understand, like, sorry for my crimes. <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. That's <laughs> awful. Maybe Olivia Pope for that, boy. <laughs> right. Well, thanks again for listening to Real Talk Podcast. Do check out our uh, social handles. So on Instagram, it's at Real Talk Podcast underscore three times. On Twitter, it's at Real Talk Podcast with the number zero, not the letter O. We also host a weekly episode uh, after show on Clubhouse on Saturday evenings at 7 p.m. So if you guys kind of want to really dive in in regards to Behind Our Eyes and what you felt about it and if there's any kind of scenarios that you have hypothetically for season two, do join us. If you need an invitation to Clubhouse, it's only iPhone users at the moment. Do send us a direct message and we will give you one. We have a few to spare. I've been Clifford. I've been Muna and you have been listening to Real Talk Podcast. Alrighty guys, speak to y'all soon. Take care of yourselves guys and don't forget to social distance. Share, like and tell a friend.